Hi friends, it's Faith and welcome to The Faith Show, where we're navigating the highs and lows and everything in between. We are students, young adult, and people navigating this crazy thing called life. So thanks for joining us for the ride. And I would like to thank our sponsors again at The Torch Radio because we are currently recording there. And I also post new episodes every Monday. Um, let's get started with a little life update. So we're going home for spring break. Well, I'm going home for spring break. And so I plan on doing a follow-up episode for next week at home in the how we were dating wrong and how I did a part one with that. So I'm excited to do a follow-up episode with that and also just get to go home and hang out with some friends. Um, but this week's topic is mourning a friend that is not dead. Um, and our special guest this week is Abby. Yay. <laughs> and I know Abby because she lives on my floor and in Horton and on Yes, Rain. ma'am. <laughs> and I also serve with her for missions conference, which is a thing that Biola has, a big conference, like three-day event. We're surprise. working together on the surprise event. On the surprise event. And I'm so excited. Um, so, Abby, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Hi guys, I'm Abby. I'm a freshman here, so my first year. Um, I miss mi- uh, I'm <laughs> I'm majoring in business and minoring in missions because I want to do missions. I didn't know this. That's so yeah, cool. And um, yeah, I don't know what else you want to know. What are your hobbies? My hobbies. I love to ski when I'm at home. Um, I like to do arts and crafts and like color and scrapbook and do all that fun stuff. And I've also been really into running recently, which is a very nice outlet for me. So I love that. Yeah. yeah. Abby is, she makes those really cool beaded necklaces and bracelets. And also, yes. she's really good at making notes. Oh. <laughs> She made me a special note that I love a lot and I'm really thankful for. Anyways, um, I felt... Oh, also, Abby's from Washington. Yes, I am. I've had so many people from Washington on this podcast, so I thought I'd mention As that. you should. Washington's so fun. It is. I'm excited. I'm going there over the summer for a wedding. Yes. Where? In Seattle. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not, not there. Not there, unfortunately. But anyways... Um, I felt this topic was important because I think in different seasons of life, we have different friends. Mm -hmm. And at least for me, I kind of want, like I've planned, I was like, you start a friendship, you're kind of like, I hope that these people are in my life for the rest of my life. Um, Sometimes that's just not the case. And sometimes people, we start off the year with some friends and we end the year with some new ones. And... Mm -hmm. Um, I thought we would take this time to talk about that and how we've grown from our experiences. Um, Abby, do you want to start us off with some examples of friendships you've had? (laughs) Okay, yeah. I was thinking about this earlier. And my freshman year of high school, I had this really fun friend group. They weren't like the they were like my best friends like they weren't probably the best influence on me but like I was just so close with them and then the end of my freshman year they all transferred like every single one of them and my parents wouldn't let me transfer and so <laughs> the next year I literally had like maybe like a couple friends and it was awful um yeah and so that is especially hard because it's like I was at school and like everyone kind of already had their group and then it was like my group literally left 
you know? So it was just, like, it was a weird, weird time. Yeah. Also, do you feel like, as a freshman coming to your freshman year, how is it, like, with friend groups from being back home versus, like, okay, here? How's yes. that? It's so weird. Because, like, I have so many good friends here, and I'm trying to obviously still be, like, best friends with my best friends at home. Um, but they're all still at home, and so, like they'll hang out and stuff which is like obviously like obviously why would they not hang out but it's just hard because like I talk with some of them a lot and then others I don't talk with them a lot but like I guess when we're at home it's like the same I guess if that makes sense yeah like it's almost as if time never passed yes but it still like sucks like while I'm here and not like um talking to them every day but it's it's so hard to like keep that up yeah this might be a hot take, but I kind of like this idea of how I have friends here at Biola that are, like, always, he- like, from my Biola, and then, like, my friends from back home are my friends from back home. Yeah. Because I think that, like, I have a friend who lives, she's goes to Biola, but she lives kind of close to the area, and I think it's really hard to have that balance, but that's just yeah. my perspective. No, I- yeah, I think that would, like, if I was from here and I, like, went to school here, that would be hard to, like make friends here but then also still have my friends here you know so it's like two friend groups which is like it's ideal but it's not ideal for the other people so it's hard to see where your time's gonna go yes but um I think for my experience I've grown and sometimes like I didn't have like in elementary school I had like a really good friend but then we grew apart because we just had different classes Mm -hmm. with each other um but I kind of thinking just as I've grown up as kind of with Biola. It's sometimes it's like I have guy friends and then they get girlfriends. Okay, yeah. And then they don't hang out yes, with yes, you. Yes. Um, sometimes you're just not friends with people anymore because the we don't have the same values and desires anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just like you kind of you're like let's hang out and then you don't necessarily know what to talk about with them. Um, or sometimes you just kind of grow apart because you don't. Uh, make effort with them anymore and it's kind of like or like it's just a mutual effort is not made and also sometimes it's like what do we even have in common and I've seen this kind of as growing up from going to home and then coming back coming to Biola how kind of seeing how I've lost hometown friends and also at Biola I've experienced some different friendships as well Um, I think the hardest part though in these friendships is knowing it's gonna happen or no, like you, yeah. you start to feel it. Yeah. And then you can't really do anything can, about it. Yeah. Whereas I've had like one friend from back home, we kind of naturally have drifted apart. And it's like we'll still text each other once in a while and check in with each other. But it's definitely really difficult when we like try to go home and I'm like, oh, can I see her? And then I end up don't. It's like one, the one week I'm home, I don't see her. And then the next one, she's not available. You know, yeah. you start to yes. grow apart. Yes, yes, yes. But I think it's hard, especially with like in college, growing apart with people because you're all in like such a con, at least in my experience, like such concentrated area. You always kind of like see them, but it's almost this awkwardness of like, oh, like, yeah. I see you, but like, are we going to still acknowledge yes. each other? It's so awkward especially because it's like you were so close with that person but then it's like you just pretend like you don't even know each other you know yes yes so abby when you're experiencing this like different just losing friends and stuff how does that make you how did that make you feel um it makes me feel literally like i get so sad because i value friendship like 
so much and so losing friends I feel like I almost like lose like a part of myself if that makes sense um and it's just like hard for me to like understand and even like I've lost friends who have like hurt me really bad and then they'll like apologize and I'll be like oh my gosh like we can be best friends again but then it's like no like like I need to set boundaries like they hurt me and that's not okay and like I'm really hurt by that and so it's like taking the time to heal and then maybe rekindling the friendship you know instead of just being like I just want more friends and jumping back into that is something that I've I've had to learn to not do that's so healthy of you (laughs) (laughs) I love that for Uh... you no I I agree it's so hard because I love having friends. Yes, I love meeting people. I'm such people. an extrovert. You are. Yeah. And so am I. And it's so because e- it's it's so easy to love people. I realize how much I love quality time. I used yes. to always think my top love language was gifts. Okay. But now I really think it's quality yes, time. Yes, and yes, so, so is mine. In college, it's so easy to spend so much time with people, mm-hmm. and so easy to be like, let's hang out so much. We hang out, and it's it just works out super smoothly. And so then when that stops and you get that cutoff, it's so noticeable. Yes. And that's really difficult. Because you have, like, so much free time. Not, like, a lot, but, like, you can tell, like, obviously, like, being an extrovert, it's, like, I get filled up when I hang out with people, and then it's, like, someone that I've hung out with so much, I'm, like, not hanging out with them anymore. It's, like, I'm not getting filled the same, and so it just is, like, you're trying to process that, and then you're not even seeing that many people, and you're, like, isolating yourself and just... The combination of things is is hard. It is difficult. I think it's also so hard because it's so easy to do life with people here. Yes. And integrate them to almost basically every aspect of your no, life. for real. And I also think with Biola, there's this added element of intimacy because at Biola, we are all um, we all are declaring Christians, mm-hmm. and so with that, it's so easy to open up the conversation to talk about Christ and yes. talk about how our faith is, yeah. how how are like how we're reading our Bibles mm-hmm. going, how mm-hmm. different things and like how we're seeing God. And I feel like that's so hard when it's you've shared so much of your life and the struggles and being so transparent with someone, <clears throat> and then looking at them and like knowing these things about them and knowing they know these things about you. Yeah. And then not almost acknowledging each other. Yes. Is really difficult. Yeah. No, I agree. So how how have you what are some things you've learned from these past relationships? Um, let me think. I've learned boundaries are like super important, especially I had a friend and we were like best friends and I could like kind of just tell like I was I was starting to get hurt a little bit and I just kind of ignored it and then I talked to my parents about it and they were like you need to talk about it you need to set a boundary that like that what she's doing is not okay and so you know I talked about it and we I set that boundary and then um she kept like breaking it and then I just kind of I didn't cut her off but it was just over um and so I think setting boundaries in friendships is so important and honestly like I feel like most friendships you don't need to set boundaries but like I feel like the ones that you do it's like so important if that makes sense no that makes sense would you say setting seeing friends that you have to set boundaries with though like would that be like a red flag? it is a red flag in a, in a way but like also setting a boundary could just be like hey like I don't like it when you um I don't know like 
make this certain joke or when you're sarcastic about i don't okay. know like the clothes i wear or something like that and it's like once that boundary set i think the friendship can be more fruitful and it's just like being open and honest with each other about like things that we're doing if that makes sense no, obviously makes sense. like no friendship is perfect and so in my mind to expect like a friendship being perfect is just it's not going to happen because everyone you know for we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of god like you know and so i think it's we're all broken people we're not gonna have perfect relationships yes so yeah you could look at it that way as like setting a boundary means it's a non-fruitful relationship or you could be like like i'm also a sinner like you know Mm, i like that perspective more because i wasn't sure I think in my personal experience, I've just experienced friends that I didn't realize I needed to set boundaries with. Okay, yes. And so I think for our listeners, I kind of feel like, what are some steps to be like, I think I need to set a boundary with this friendship? Like, yes. how well, how did you identify that you needed to set a boundary? Yeah. Um. Okay, so same friend. She was doing some things that I was like, okay, this is like so upsetting me. And it just like made me not want to hang out with her. And then I was like, wait, why can I just not? tell her and so literally I just told her and she was like oh my goodness like I'm so sorry like I didn't know and like I kind of like honestly like expected this is like a tangent but I expected the worst possible scenario and it literally didn't even happen so I think like sometimes setting boundaries can be scary but you just gotta do it just gotta do it bold feb (laughs) but bold every day I think to have fruitful good solid conversations you need to communicate well yes you can say i am too tired and so i don't always like how you always want to hang out with me yeah or something no wait that sounds bad (laughs) or even just like like i'm tired today like i'm i don't want to hang out because i'm tired and then like just setting that boundary of like sometimes i get tired and i can't hang out not it's not because i don't want to hang out with you it's because i just physically mentally can't right now you know yes that's good that's a better way to phrase i think first off i want to say this is so important have friends that are respectful of you yes that is i think you can have clear communication and you can be able to say these things to them and that's scary we're confronting them Mm -hmm. that's in a way yeah it's with love because i think confrontation should always be at the core of it in love and not out of spite but i think that it's you need to have friends that respect you they need to respect your boundaries they need to be open to what you have to say because i have had friends that i was i was like super tired or i was sometimes i'm just like emotionally drained like Mm -hmm. extroverts i want to also say this extroverts can get emotionally exhausted and we can get drained i think a lot of times people think that oh because we're super extroverted we don't get tired that's not true we also need yes. downtime we need a break but they were like why aren't you happy why can't you always like why don't you hang out with us and i'm like sometimes i'm just tired yeah but i also later on realized that there's also people that drain you yes yes there are people who can drain you and i think just you get to choose your friends mm-hmm I, you get to choose who you hang out with. You get to choose who you prioritize. And for a long time, I didn't think I could do that. I was yeah. like, where I am now, this is what God has placed in front of me. This is kind of, I'm stuck with this. Like okay, God yeah. is going to use it in some way. That's not true. If you're in a bad situation, 
it won't always be the easiest, but there is always going to be a way out. I kind of is kind of what I feel. Yeah. Yeah. And also just like adding on, it's not a good like way like to think to be like, "Oh, this friendship is like so bad and so draining, but God will use it." Like may like uh I don't how do you know that? You know, it's like if it's draining you, like why are you still in that friendship? You know? And I feel like if you pray about it and you pray for the person, then I think God will make it clear. He's not going to like hide from you, but like no, I, I... You can love them from afar. Yeah. You can love them from afar. Yeah. You, you can be there and care for them, but you can do it from far away, which means you can be acquaintances with someone and be yes. kind, and you should be kind. Always be kind. Yes. But you don't have to be besties with these people that drain you. No, you don't. No, you don't. I feel like as Christians, sometimes we feel like we're obligated to, but we're not. We're That's, called to love others, and we're not called to be best friends with everyone. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it was really, because that's what I've, as I've grown, that's what I've learned. It's like, I get to choose who I want to love and be friends with. And that's what Abigail has really taught me. And also, Ab- so a- Abigail's my roommate. Abby is the one on the <laughs> podcast today. So Abigail has told me, she's like, you don't have to go if you don't want to. And I was like, thank you. And Abby's also like, I told her about some things and she's like, boundaries, hooray. Like we are allowed to set those. And I want people to know that you get to make these decisions. You can choose. And I think that as I've grown, that has helped me so much in making, because I kind of thought like, oh, these are the friends in front of me. This is who I'm going to be friends with. But now like I've gotten to choose who I want to be friends with and God has made these relationships so fruitful for me. Yeah. And I've been so thankful because I they've helped me grow so much. And not that relationships are always just for your personal gain. No, just yeah. as we're doing life together, this is what I've noticed. Mm-hmm. I'm super, mm-hmm. super thankful for that. Um I think I also want to say that like growing for you guys too is that you can reflect on the friendships. You kind of mm-hmm. are at this place where I think that what if you think that this person shouldn't be your friend I think you could reflect on the friendship and kind of see like oh should I take this step yeah and go and talk to them and set those clear boundaries Mm -hmm. or am I just gonna slowly be like oh sorry I can't hang out I'm busy or different things like you have options you have ways um but if the friendship is already at the space where it's kind of over kind of done yeah you can reflect on the friendship and you should reflect on what went wrong true True, true, true. I think that if something could have changed, you can look and it's like, oh, could I have changed something? Yeah. Or was it out of my control? Mm-hmm. 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 Do you have any other, a little, a little thought to add yeah, to this? Yeah, I think reflecting on, like, obviously, because, like, me, myself, and my friendships, I'm not perfect either. And, like, a friendship is, like, a two-way thing. And so, like, so- like sometimes I mess up and sometimes you know that can be the cause of losing someone and at the end of the day it happened and it's okay but like if you don't try and learn from it in then like all of your friendships are just gonna go downhill again you know it's gonna be a cycle an unhealthy cycle agree yeah so i think it's really important to reflect and as abby was saying sometimes the problem is you sometimes 
but also because the problem could be you not necessarily that you're in the bad like you're a bad friend but sometimes you're just used to dysfunction so you don't know how to get out of this dysfunctional relationship because I think that in my past relationships I didn't necessarily realize that they were bad relationships um so I would say you kind of just based off what we've said previously like kind of reflect and think about like I really a big tell telltale sign for me was was I feeling joy after I got out of this hangout mm-hmm. or was mm-hmm. I kind of it, right before we were supposed to hang out I was like oh I don't know if I want to go do this hangout yeah. am I tired or if I when I came out after the hangout was I drained was I exhausted mm-hmm. um yeah, like, as I was saying, like, a dysfunction. Personally, for me, um, I was caught in this friend group where it was kind of, I would have a problem with one girl and the other girl I would be good with. But then the next week, the other one was saying something like, oh, I didn't love them enough because I was trying to focus too much on the other girl I had, like, some problems mm-hmm. with. And so it was just constantly ups and downs. Um, but it was so hard because it's like, there are times when we hung out and it was super great. And I yeah. really enjoyed those times, and I'm thankful for those times. And I l- was able to learn a lot from being in relationships with these people, mm-hmm. but they weren't the best for me. Yeah. And I just thought that's how friends were. But this year, I'm in a new friend group and a totally different situation, and now I get to see a different perspective, okay. and and I can identify the differences in see I feel like I just enjoyed my friends that I have in a different way mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. I notice how more consistent they are and also okay. how we are able to communicate different boundaries yes which I'm super super grateful for yeah and sometimes it's us having to learn to set boundaries and then we can teach our friends mm-hmm. like hey if you're uncomfortable with something you can voice this yeah you can say no you can say whatever and it's like teaching our friends also how to be good friends but sometimes people don't want to be taught how to be good friends Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's when ultimately you get to make the decision of how you want to feel um yeah yeah. and a question I asked kind of yeah like as I mentioned before is like if you kind of questioning your friend group is also to take a moment to ask yourself is do you hang out with them because it's easy they're in proximity than you Mm. or because you actually want to yeah um because i think sometimes it's so easy to be like oh we live all really close to each other so we're gonna go hang out but it's like if you didn't live together would you still be intentional with hanging out with these friends and asking them to be with hang out with you or also take a moment be like oh if we didn't all live together would they ask me to hang out Mm -hmm. because i think that with that you can be like oh i can be a better friend in this area yeah um but again sometimes the problem is us Mm -hmm. (laughs) check sometimes it's them but i would say like really checking in your with your friends once in a while Mm -hmm. um asking them how you can love them better and how you can be a better friend um, I think sometimes we need to set boundaries for them too. Like, yeah. like open that door up for them because sometimes people aren't ready mm-hmm. to ask that. Mm-hmm. But I think that it they could realize maybe they're they're a bit annoyed with you or something, yeah. and then you can change, and then you guys could have a good friendship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. What did you What did you learn? What do you feel like you've learned? Um, I think we talked about like draining friends a lot, and like. 
Um, I think it is okay to have friends that drain you because from like a Christian standpoint, like we are called to like be the light of the world and like we are Jesus's light. But it's when like those friends that are draining you are like your closest friends. That's what I was about to say. And like the friends that you, um, I don't know, are closest to and like like if I just had a friend who I hang out with every so often and it's just like she drains me or something like that I feel like that is okay but it's when the friendship is uh, I don't know how to word it the we're friend- constantly together yes, you're a close friend yes, you're a close yes. friend rather than acquaintance or buddy yeah. like someone maybe you see once every two weeks or something yeah. or like you let's go to the library together or like something yeah. like that's different than like sitting down one-on-one like over coffee and like mm-hmm. chatting about life and constantly being with this person and being drained that's a lot yes and I feel like you can kind of tell like it's not like hard to be like oh I don't know if I'm close with this person like, like obviously you know like in your life who you're closest to your go-to people Mm -hmm. are yeah because we again as christians are called to not be like unequally yoked and so in my mind that could be like basically like don't be best friends with people who aren't believers and don't get your main i guess like don't be filled up constantly by people who are non-believers or like filled up in like quotes by people who drain you because it's just so unhealthy for you yeah, because I definitely think that, like, you're the average of your friends. Mm-hmm. You make, uh, like, your friends are kind of people that you're doing life with. So yes. you're going to take, you're going to get a little bit of, from them. You're mm-hmm. you're pouring into each other, so yes. it is evident. And I also think for, like, yeah. Like, the thing that says, like, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. <laughs> but, like, it's so, like, okay, whatever. But it's, like low-key kind of true because once you hang out with someone you start to like pick up their mannerisms and stuff true and so it's like if they're toxic then you're gonna start not that you'll start becoming toxic but like it will have an effect on you yeah i agree because i also think that jesus jesus his closest friends were giving him life and were supporting Mm -hmm. him yes but he also hung out with uh, a plethora of people oh yes he got lunch with like sinners and yeah. whatever and yeah i think that like for non-believers too though like i don't know if there's non-believers that listen to this i hope so i think it'd be fun <laughs> um it's hard like it's also like you guys are probably being drained from your relationships i think for you i would say that like hang out with people that like morale is similar to yours Mm -hmm. because it's hard when you're constantly fighting or like constantly tired from these people and like what is the only thing that you guys have in common Mm -hmm. I think that like just from my experience I think sometimes people just like their one thing in common is that they drink and like smoke together yeah and it's like so that you don't feel lonely like I think that's that's not the way it should be you should Mm -hmm. also have people that you can do other stuff with not just only those things yes um but also, you shouldn't be only doing those things. It's mm-hmm. not it's not great for brain development because mm-hmm. I see that my target audience is uh, 18 to 25-year-olds. Uh, so y'all got some time. Uh, um, I think for myself, what I'm learning, which might be a hot take, is that not everyone is going to be your closest friends. Yes. Which is unfortunate because I, for so long, was like, everyone's my bestie. I love everyone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think truly seeing that's like, okay... 
the hierarchy of friendship. It's kind of like a triangle. You know, like the food pyramid. It's like that. Yes. So you have the at the bottom the acquaintances. You everyone can be acquaintance, especially mm-hmm. Biola, your high friends. You know, the friends you're yes. walking around. You're like, hey, like those are your acquaintances. Um, and then you have buddies. These are people maybe you've had a class with, had a solid conversation yes. with, maybe went to cafeteria a few times, maybe off yeah. campus a few times. And then your close friends. I think those are your go-to people when you're in crisis, yeah. when you're stressed. Maybe even so as far as if you guys have iPhones, your pinned friends list. Yes. <laughs> um, and um, I think it's important to be kind to everyone, but also learning to have lasting, deeper friendships because people long for consistency. Mm-hmm. You know, like we all want a go-to friend and it's hard to have that if you're everywhere and you're not dependable. Yeah. People want to like, oh, every Wednesday I'm going to get lunch with this person or different things. I don't know. Like yeah. when you text them, you know they're going to respond. Yes. Um, and it's what a joy and honor it is to have close friends and people to do life with. And also yeah. that we can be true, loyal, stable, consistent friends and also just to have fun with. Yes. Um, and I think it's, I think though, I really, because I suffer from this, I think in college it's especially easy to become close to others because we are so constantly in proximity of each other. Yes. But I think investing in how to decide your close friends is really truly to do seasons with people mm-hmm. over time, get to know them more. Um, and because you kind of, I mean, at least for me, I think my goal is with my friendships is that I would love for them to also be my friend after college. Yes, for uh, sure. Yeah, so uh, what I really just in my, after like having different friend groups and stuff, what I've kind of learned and I'm growing from my close friends is to look for people who have similar values as I. Yeah. Uh, I would also recommend the same for you. <laughs> uh, also similar hobbies is a bit of a plus, you know, yes, something you guys, you can, guys do, can do stuff together. Fun little thingies together. Um, and building a strong foundation is really important. I think how to do that is to do life with each other, be transparent, but also not so quickly. Don't trauma dump on the first time. Oh my gosh, no. Because <laughs> I think it's really easy to do those things. Yes. But slowly time, like, just, like, show that you are making efforts with them. Yeah. Um, and I also think that how I kind of have been seeing some of my friends is like people that I want to be the auntie or uncle of my future children and I would be able to trust them Mm -hmm. with watching my future children. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot to learn and I'm still learning about friendships. I feel like we'll we'll never not be learning about friendships. This is true because guess what? We all mess up. Yep. And I am in, like I'm trying my best to be a great friend but I definitely know that sometimes I have failed. I have not been a great friend. Um, and I think something else that came to mind when I was thinking about this is, like, apologize. Like, don't be afraid to apologize if you recognize that you have been a bad friend. Yes. I think coming in humility for people, just mm-hmm. universally, I hope that it's respected yeah. and accepted. Because I think that we all make, make mistakes in how to grow and become better people is to apologize. No, yeah, that's so true. Because I'm like, if I want them to apologize, then, like, I have to expect the same standard for myself. 
to be able to be humble and apologize when I recognize that I mess up. Exactly. I actually learned that in Theo today. He was talking about how if when we become future parents, whenever mm-hmm. that is, is that if parents are correcting their child, but the child sees the parents doing it, they're probably not going to follow. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's like the same. Like the standards I have for my friends, I kind of have for myself. And I think that's, yeah. that's a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think, how can we comfort those around us that are going through this? Mm-hmm. Um, I happen to just recently have some friendships that I feel like ended on bad terms, but yes. I have had... <laughs> no. Abby's laughing because Abby knows. <laughs> um, and I told some friends, and because it was hard, it was difficult, it was very shocking because these are people I really spent a lot mm-hmm. of time with. They were really close to me mm-hmm. and really important mm-hmm. to me, and then seeing... Um, our friendship and this way was really disheartening. Yeah. Um, but I would say that to comfort those around you that are going through this is just to talk to them, reassure them, and mm-hmm. um, just, yeah, reassure them that you're there for them and yeah. you love them. Because mm-hmm. I think that after those friendships ended, I kind of was like, oh my gosh, am I a yeah. really, really bad friend? Is yeah. this going to happen with all my other friendships? And actually opening up that conversation and getting to talk to other friends was really great and being like, no, we love you. Mm-hmm. And what they did to you is hurtful and I'm so yeah. sorry that happened. Yeah. How would you say that people could comfort those? Um, I think honestly, just like letting me talk to them about it, you know? Um, like my mom, I remember like I lost one of my best, best friends last year and, um, she didn't die. I were just like not friends. Yeah. See, how to mourn a friend <laughs> uh, that's not dead. It's not dead. But just like being able to like be so transparent with my mom about it and just talk to her and even my other friends. Cause we all kind of like stopped being friends with her. And so it was just like, so it was just weird. And it was like, like, I feel like talking about it, obviously, talking about it makes you feel better in my mind because you're not just, like, bottling it up in your head. Mm-hmm. And then, so I think definitely being the person that, you know, your friends can talk to. And honestly, maybe it's not your responsibility to step in and be their new best friend. But, like, yes, ask okay. them to hang out, you know? Like, obviously, if they're you know going through like losing their best friend or something like they're gonna be lonely you know and so I think um yeah extending a helping hand I agree I also want to say that it's okay to feel sad yeah oh my goodness yes I don't think we mentioned that before it's it's okay to be sad and mourn it because you have invested a lot of time you've had a um, probably a bunch of memories with these people and so when you think of certain things when you go certain places you think of these people yeah so it's and it's hard because you're not with those people anymore and that's totally okay to feel that way yeah um yeah any thoughts or final thoughts or anything you want to share about this topic or anything in general in life um let me let me think (laughs) i feel like um, as to our Christian audience, I think this is like a big, like friends are so important in your life. And so like, if you're like struggling with this, I think the first person you should go to is Jesus because, you know, he gives all wisdom. Um, yeah. And I think the Bible has a lot to say about friendships too. And just like, 
Jesus is the perfect friend. Amen. Like you are never going to get a best friend better than Jesus. And so if you're lonely, like lean into that friendship. Like don't be scared. Like Jesus is here. Like it's weird at first, but like pour an extra cup of coffee and like read your Bible with Jesus every morning. And it, um, I think when you kind of grow that friendship with Jesus, then a lot more like fruitful things will come because you'll just naturally like re- I guess like realize but like Jesus will teach you like what friendship should look like and stuff I agree and also like oh it's I'm so okay <laughs> Jesus is the perfect friend and yes for those who may be struggling with loneliness or inconsistent friends mm-hmm and you don't know Jesus or you're still unsure about your faith or different things like Jesus wants to be that perfect friend for you and Abby and I I can say this confidently have experienced that with Christ and it Mm -hmm. is so uplifting Mm -hmm. and it's so freeing yes it is it really is so it's never too late to lean into having Jesus as your savior and not not only as your savior but as this beautiful friend Mm -hmm. because I think that our God is a relational God, which yes. is so fun and unique. Yes. Um, and I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. And I have prayed for the friends I have right now mm-hmm. I for years. I think I prayed for over three years. Oh I've been God. praying. And I thought different friendships were those, those yeah. friends. Yeah. But now that I'm here, I'm like, thank you, Jesus, that it, I've gone on this great journey that's helped mm-hmm. shape me to become a better friend so I could have the friends that I have right now. Yes. Um, and so for those who want a friend like Jesus, if you haven't heard um, about God before, or you want to learn more, don't hesitate to reach out and DM the Instagram. I'd love to chat with mm-hmm. you and talk about it because it is truly the most freeing thing I've ever, I yeah. have in my life. Freeing, but also like uplifting and like just makes your life better only good things have come from being friends with jesus nothing bad will ever come from being friends with jesus like ever this is true and not saying that the life we live is not going to be hard no yeah yeah, 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 because that's we are not called to like i'm never gonna have to be like jesus like this what you did like really upset me hurt me no i mean i might like he might be like he wouldn't do anything. In the long run, it would still not benefit me, but help me grow as a person and stuff. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah. So I just want to say, like, it is so freeing and uplifting. And mm-hmm. I'm so thankful for this and getting to experience this close friend and the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Because something about Jesus is, like, he knows, like, everything about us, you know? And, like, we have the Bible to read, and we can talk to Jesus at any time and learn more about him and grow in our faith and grow in that friendship. And I think already having someone who knows so much about you and can hear your thoughts is so nice to just talk openly and, like, you know? And it's okay. I think that that's scary for some people because they're like, oh, I've sinned so much. I've done some dirty things. I'm like... His mercies are new every morning. Amen. Like, no. Jesus is here and he is ready to come love you. Mm -hmm. And for those who are already in Mm -hmm. accepting the love of Jesus, like, Jesus loves you. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I definitely think that I, for a long time also, 
felt like, oh, my sins have been so great. How mm-hmm. could a God like this love yeah. me? But he does. Don't doubt it. <laughs> um, Abby, our final question. What's your favorite thing in life right now? My favorite thing in life. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, let me let me think about this um i'm going home on friday today's wednesday so in two days i'm going home and the the just like idea of going home and like petting my dog is uh (laughs) getting me through this week so hooray yeah i'm trying to think oh i'm watching lizzie mcguire right now the show and it's literally so fun and like wholesome so that's also my favorite thing okay well wait what's your favorite thing oh what's my favorite thing the basketball games i was gonna (laughs) say basketball and i was like no i can't (laughs) shout out to the basketball boys just kidding (laughs) no okay my favorite thing in life right now um, that I get to go home. Yeah. I really miss my family. I really miss cooking. So yes. I'm gonna be excited to use my little air fryer. Oh. Um, chicken been... nuggets in the air fryer Ooh. sounds so good. They do. And I'm also getting to see my little sister, who I I miss a lot. So okay, yes, yes. Well, thank you guys for joining us this for this week's episode of the Faith Show.